Episode 17 of the Prolific Christian Writer Podcast. Today I talked to Rachel Larkin about overcoming your fears and doubts as a new writer. Welcome to the Prolific Christian Writer Podcast, where we believe you can change the world with your words. Follow an indie author and pastor and his guests as they share inspiration, tips, and advice on how you can honor Christ and change the world by writing fast, writing often, and writing well. I'm your host, Tian Doan. Now let's get on with today's show. Welcome to today's show. want to apologize for being on hiatus for a couple of weeks. Things got really busy. Life kind of got really busy, but uh, we're back on schedule now. And I want to play for you an interview with a new author uh, by the name of Rachel Larkin. She's from New Zealand. And uh, first, I just want to apologize to Rachel. That uh, took a little while for me to get this uh, up and going. We in, we taped this interview a few weeks back, but uh, like I said, uh, things have been busy. But uh, let's listen to my interview with author Rachel Larkin. Well, our guest for today's show is just getting started on this writing journey. She's written a couple books. She has a blog, and she lives in New Zealand with her husband and three adult sons. Uh, she is an accountant. Uh, she has been a homeschool mom for 14 years. She's a Bible study leader and speaker. And she writes on the topic of, of faith and developing your, your potential. And so I'd like to welcome to today's show, Rachel Larkin. Hi, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Well, thank you. Uh, you're my first uh, guest from uh, New Zealand. <laughs> oh, well, that's a privilege. Yeah. So um, you're you're in the future right now. You're you're a day ahead of us, I think. Yes, I definitely am. And um, the future's a bit rainy here in New Zealand. It's supposed to be summertime, but something's gone wrong with the weather. Uh, New Zealand. I, I, I've never been to New Zealand. I've only been to uh, Australia. But the only thing I could think of New Zealand are are hobbits and the the haka the haka chant and yes. uh, sheep. That's all I know about New Zealand. Yes, although our sheep is um, becoming less and we're having more dairy farms. So I know, I know a lot of people think when they get off the plane, all they're going to see is. Um, uh, natives running around in grass skirts and sheep, but uh, you'll f- <laughs> you'll find that no, that's that's not what we're all about. Um, but it's beautiful living here. Uh, we love it. I uh, uh, it's one of my goals. I need to get over there, and uh, it sounds like a great place to have a writing like a writing career. I could just mm. imagine in my mind at least. Yeah, I do think there is quite a few people who have actually immigrated here just to write. Mm. I, I, I got to find out one of the, um, those hobbit holes to see if they have an Airbnb and stay in one of those hobbit holes to write. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It might be a bit dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Rachel, tell, tell us a little bit about uh, you and your, your background and uh, how you um, got started on this writing journey. Well, um, I grew up in a Christian family, and my dad was um, sort of a lay preacher. Um, so I've always had um, an interest in God, a very strong interest in God and my Christian faith. And my parents have always told me that I always walked around with a pen and paper in my hand, writing, um, writing in my journals. So writing was always a thing um, as a child and a teenager. And I've always had a real strong desire to write a book, um, but I've never done anything about it until last year. And I decided at the beginning of last year that I was going to finally tick off one of the things I wanted to do, and it was to write a book. And the reason why I chose Christian faith is um, as a genre to write in is I just can't seem to want to write in anything else because I just feel like God's given me a message and I've just got to share it Um, and he's given me the ability to write so I'll just marry the two up together uh, writing and faith and so that's why I picked faith as my genre as well. Did you always uh, want to write? I mean, did you have a desire since you were younger? And what what were your influences? I didn't really have any influences, um, probably just because I was a big reader. 
and I read a lot of um, fiction as a child. And then in my 20s and 30s, I, I read a lot of Christian nonfiction. And it's probably the reading that really stirred the writing. Um, I started a blog of very, uh, probably eight or nine years ago, and I've been through a couple of different blogs, <laughs> stopped, put it down and picked it back up again. And that sort of helped um, hone the craft of writing, I guess. Um, and then I just really have had a desire to actually have something published. Um, so that last year was, I just decided that was the year to do it. By the way, your uh, your blog is uh, beautiful. The way it's set up and the um, you know the the art that you put into that, the graphics. I just I just love the way it looks. It just it's oh, very nicely done. Oh, thank you. Done. Oh, that that's good good feedback. Thank you. Mm. So what? Uh, uh, why did you start the blog? Was it just something that you was it for a purpose or was it just something that you wanted to do to get content out there? Um, I think it was just to get, um, just just to practice writing. I think I just started it, and also I had um, a little Bible study uh, years ago with with a group of of women, and it was sort of to put some content on there so that they could um, read it instead of sending out lots of emails. Um, so I started very small, and it was just to share thoughts that God's been teaching me and share Bible studies. Um, so that was, it was very small, humble beginnings. Um, one of the things that uh, we discussed uh, b before we started recording was um, in this podcast, I, I wrote a list, uh, I call it the Prolific Christian Writer Manifesto, and it's a list of uh, 10 kind of principles or core values that kind of shape my personal philosophy in writing. And uh, I'll, let me, let me, uh, I'll, I'll go over the, the, the 10 just for our listeners. And um, I asked you to pick one of these topics to, to discuss, but let me read the 10. Um, number one is that uh, writing is a form of worship. Number two, that your words can change the world. Number three, God has a plan for your, your words or your story. Number four, inspiration comes after you start. Number five, done is better than perfect. Number six, the work is the reward. Number seven, writing is a spiritual battle. Number eight, ignore the gatekeepers. Number nine, writing fast and often leads to writing well. And then number 10, every writer needs a Barnabas or an encourager. So um, I asked you to pick one of these topics for us to discuss today. So which one of these uh, uh, jumped out at you? Uh, the one that really jumped off the page was writing as a spiritual battle because I struck as soon as I decided last year to actually write and publish a book. I just came across so many doubts and fears that um, would have paralyzed me if I hadn't have sort of tried to get through them. Um, yeah, should what, I go what, through? Yes, let's, let's talk about those those doubts and fears. Like what? Um, how did you experience it the the initially? Well, the the one one big one that that popped up right at the beginning was um, I had this big fear of of wasting time. Um, I'm a an accountant by by trade, um, which I'm actually still working at the same time as writing. And in accounting, in the accounting world, I'm a CA where we actually charge six minutes of our time as, as one unit um, when we do our billing. And so time is money and you just, you don't, you don't waste time because you can't get paid for your work. Six minutes? I mean, yeah, you get that, that precise, huh? <laughs> yes. Yes, we do timesheets and every six minutes of my time uh, every day is I have to charge it to something. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's quite it was quite a big battle for me to think I could be spending all this time writing and fail, and you know not pick the right genre, not pick the right right way of writing, not not format it right, not publish it right, and it could just all collapse. Nobody wants to read it, mm -hmm. and and the big fear for me was that I have just wasted months of time working this out 
and um, I just found it really difficult thinking that I might waste my time. And the, the way I got over it, and it still pops up, but I tell myself off if it pops up. The way I got over it was um, God gently told me through a number of, of people and different books that he brought along my way that nothing I do is wasted. So um, no conversations I have with anybody, no, nothing that I write, um, um, no books that I read, no activities that I do is wasted in his kingdom because everything has a purpose. And if I'm, if I'm living out of Christ, you know, we're in Christ, if I'm living out of his power, out of his peace, out of his plan, nothing I do is wasted. So that actually made me relax. <laughs> that that all I need to do is turn up, do the work, and leave the results up to him, and and he will work it out. Wow, that's great. So yeah. when when did you um, like uh, have those thoughts that it was, like when you were sitting down or when you were planning it in the moment? Or looking back, like when did that? When did you fa- face that that doubt or that fear that you're wasting time? I think I had all these fears and doubts at each new point of of the process. You know how writing is is, is a process, and there's lots of um, different parts to it. There's sitting down and doing the first draft. I had doubts come up then, and then when I went to edit it, self edit it, I had doubts. And then when I went to send it out to uh, an editor, and then when I had to format it, each new part of the process, it process um, doubts would come up, uh, and then there's a whole new doubts about the um, actually formatting because I'm, I'm an indie author, so I'm self-published, so I had to learn how to format and how to market, how to publish, um, how to promote, and and how to collaborate with other authors. So all those new processes I had to learn. And so I had other fears of, you know, learning new things. So the doubts just kept on popping up throughout the whole year. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you mentioned that you had other fears and doubts. So the first one was wasting time. Uh, What were some of the other, other uh, manifestations of, of this kind of personal spiritual uh, attacks or, you know, I don't know, fears and doubts. Yep. Well, another big one was um, fear of missing out. Okay. And and that might be related to time as well, my, my career. I felt like um, when I started to get really into the author business and, and listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books, there was a lot of urgency about doing a lot of things like, oh, you got to do ads and you got to do, um, you got to write to market and you got to, you got to make sure that your genre is right. And there's just seems to have been a lot of rules put into place, um, from different <laughs> sectors of, of the author business. And I was thinking, oh no, I'm going to miss out if I don't publish this book right now, or if I don't write this way, if I don't go onto this course or, or do this in a certain way, and I was I was really freaking out, worried that I was actually missing out if I don't quickly write three books a month, type thing. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, God had to sort of just relax me and and tell me, look, you've just spent. I'm 48 now. I've just spent 47 years of my life not writing and publishing. And I've probably got another 40, 50 years left of my life. You know, time is not the issue. Don't worry. There is always enough time in God's kingdom. Leave the timing up to him. Just do what you can do. And because I was worried with I'm working part time as well as homeschooling, as well as writing. And I had this desire. I just really want to write full time. But the timing isn't right right now. So there's a whole bunch of worries and fears about missing out in relation to timing and God said just do one thing at a time one step at a time and don't worry about that you think you're missing out <laughs> I hope that's understandable yeah. no that's great that's great <laughs> what, how else did you uh, experience like uh, what, what else did you you know what forms of resistance or doubts did you have to overcome um, another one was fear of not being good enough 
because a lot of um, Christian nonfiction, uh, there's different types of Christian nonfiction. There's like self-helpy type things, and there's more of memoir type. Um, like um, Anne Voskamp is, is an amazing Christian Christian author, um, and and there's a lot in that genre um, where the prose is so creative and so beautiful. And I don't write like that. <laughs> Mine is more step by step. Um, keep it simple. I mean, the name of my book is Simple Prayer because I, I believe prayer is simple. And I'm more of a take a complex subject and make it simple typewriter. And I felt at the beginning that that's not enough, that I need to be um, flowery in my language and um, write beautiful descriptions and capture the heart of the reader type thing. And, and God was sort of like, no, I, I want you to take this topic and make it simple because um, my children are making it too complicated. So I had to wrestle with that, that it's okay that my writing is simple because God wants it to be simple. So, um, yeah, that was that was another fear. What, was there anything that anyone else said that, that added to that, or was that just purely internal, that, that idea that you're not good enough? Uh, I would say that's purely internal because I haven't had any bad feedback. In fact, people are saying, a lot of Christians are saying, oh, you just make it so understandable for me, which is sort of confirming what God is telling me. Um, So I'm quite pleased of that feedback. Otherwise, I would still have this internal dialogue happening. Uh, But God's good. So when you were going through all of this, uh, this is uh, this is before you showed anyone your your work, right? Or was it uh, afterwards? Uh, it was probably uh, before before I actually published, um, and I was thinking, oh, this is too simple. It's it's not like all the other books I've read. Um, and then afterwards, I got the feedback that it is it is touching a sector of the community that that, that need an understandable language. Did you remember the first person you allowed to read your book? Uh, how how. Um, what did that go? I remember the first person I let read one of my books, and I was terrified. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a family member, so they had to say nice things, I guess. <laughs> um, it was my mum. And um, was that was that hard to let her read it, though? Um, yeah, it was a little bit daunting because uh, I'm I don't usually I'm not usually a showy person, and I don't really say look what I've done type thing. Um, so that was a little bit. I wonder what she thinks. Yeah. Um, and how long yeah. did it take you to write that book? The first draft, the early drafts. I started in February last year, and um, I think I got it to the editor in May. Okay. So, but it was only it's only forty thousand words. I I started it with a bit bit shorter book than than most nonfiction. Yeah. Um. But it was good to start with. And your your mom did did she see uh, an early draft or the edited draft? She saw um, edited. Okay. Yeah, and no, I haven't I haven't shown anyone first draft or, what about, or one that. Has... So when you when you got that editor, how was that? I mean, when you talked to that editor, um, what was that like for the first time? <laughs> Yeah, that was quite daunting because I've never had anything edited. Um, you know, all my blog posts have just gone out the way they are. And I haven't done any English courses or anything like that. So that was, I was wondering, oh, what's going to come back, uh, you know? Um, so, I yeah, there was a few things I have to brush up on, like like grammar and, and things like that. But that, you learn that with your first, your first book. Yeah. Um, you, you Commonwealth uh, what, uh, people put like yous in the wrong places, uh, I think. Like what's Americans? I, I think, uh, yeah, uh, I think well, you spell things to, differently. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to learn American spelling because I decided to do American spelling because um, the the my biggest audience in my blog is American um, readers. So, and also I had heard that. Um, English 
people are more tolerant, you know, UK English speaking people are more tolerant of um, American spelling than Americans are, are of UK spelling. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. So I thought, oh, well, I'll just do American <laughs> spelling. Yeah. So so my New Zealand readers thought said, you know, you spelt things wrong, but, but you know, they're, they're fine with it. They understand because uh, they, they would read a lot of American books. So, um, so yeah, I did have to. I, that, that's why I actually wanted to have an American editor and said to her, please just check my um, American spelling. And there was a few things examples I'd given and, and illustrations throughout the book which she said we won't understand this um, because we don't well, we wouldn't know what it is so I had to change a few things like that too and how long has the book been out I think it was released in July last year so it's about eight months um, or so yeah, yeah. And uh, tell us tell us about the book. I'd love to hear um, just the the reception and and what happened afterwards. Yeah, the book's called Simple Prayer: The Guide for Ordinary People Seeking the Extraordinary. And I really wrote it because I had so many people in my Bible classes that Christians that said that God doesn't speak to them. And um, I was quite sad when I keep hearing this coming up all the time. And I thought, well, um, prayer seems to have been a topic that's become too complicated. And a lot of people think that it should be a um, a big thing, like get up at 4 a.m. and spend hours in prayer. Um, and then all this um, war room praying um, seems to be popular. And... Um, I think that's just been complicating things. So, so let's talk about that. So what do you mean by? I know what you mean, but let's uh, put it on the table. What do you mean by war room praying? Oh well, the 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 movie that came out about mm-hmm. war room and where you, um, I mean, it's all it's all good good stuff. Um, where you really have become more like a, a militant about praying and and seeking God on on behalf of people. Uh, that's all good. But I don't think a person can sustain that for a long period of time. It's sort of, if God calls you to do that, it's normally for a, a short period of time. And it's sort of a made prayer as, as, as like put it on a pedestal type thing. When Where I'm more coming from the place that it's natural, daily listening and talking like a relationship. And rather than a set time that you do or a to-do prayer list, where you've got a list of requests, it's more it's more living a life of freedom where it's it's talking back and forth throughout the day, and and putting on your spiritual eyes to see God turn up. A lot of people have sort of got veils over their eyes where they can't actually see that it's God speaking to them through people or through circumstances. So that's where the book's really coming from, opening people's eyes up that God is actually speaking all the time. We just need to to look for him. Mm. So, um, in the creation of this book, did did you have this message uh, first, or were you just thinking, um, I want to write something? And so, uh, what what should I write? So, what came first, like the book, uh, uh, or like the book outline and idea, or the the commitment to publish? I was committed right at the beginning of the year to write a book and publish a book. Um, Well, no, actually, I I was only committed to write a book. I was a bit too scared to actually put down and publish. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I spent January and half of February working out what should I write. It was actually quite difficult at the beginning because I I had so many ideas. I could write this, I could write that, but I didn't think they could fill a book. And uh, I lay all these ideas before God and I said, which one do you want me to write? Because I knew that there's no use in me picking a topic and then writing if God wasn't in it because that's just not, not me. Um, and so this the, the, the topic of prayer seemed to keep coming back all the time to me um, and so then I decided right I'll do this one but as I was writing it sort of morphed and um, and sort of 
grew its own legs, so to speak. Um, and in fact, I think if I would actually reorganize the book a bit differently, uh, but that's just experience. I think after you've written, you know, a couple of books, you sort of realize that your first one is sort of not structured right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I probably, I, I just went really fast into it and I now know a bit more about how to structure things. So I probably would spend a bit more time in the next one structuring it out first before just going ahead and writing. Um, but I was so keen to write that I just said, if I don't just go in and do it, like one of your list, uh, writing fast and often leads to writing well, I just needed to, to get it all down and write and get just get the first book out. Um, I'm looking at the uh, uh, the book page, and it has it's, it has 4.7 stars. So that's not that's great for a first book. I mean, you you know you can hardly get better than that. Um, so how did you feel about the reception of of the book afterwards? Um, yeah, really really good um it sort of was like confirmation that you're on the right track and just keep going um i mean it hasn't sold as many i mean i didn't have any expectations actually on sales or anything and i mean i haven't broken even yet um and in fact my new zealand sales are better than my um online sales in, in terms of physical books um, but that's just because I, I do a bit of speaking as well, so um, that's probably where that's come from. Um, but but yeah, it's sort of given me encouragement to keep going because my goal was to only write one book and just get it out there. But now I'm thinking, do you know, should I make this a thing and just keep writing more? <laughs> you what? Uh, you, you talk about not um, uh, breaking even. So for those who are out there thinking about self-publishing, what what are some of the costs um, that you had to incur? You paid for uh, an, an editor. Did, did, did you pay for a book designer, a formatter? What, what, what did you pay for? Yes. Um, I paid for an editor. I paid for a book designer, but I, I did it through Fiverr.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, you know, a lot cheaper. And my editor was actually a, a fellow author on a, um, a course um, group, mastermind type group. Um, so she was a bit cheaper as well. Um, but um, she's got some really good English skills. Um, I had some training courses, but I haven't included those in my break-even figures. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but um, I belong to um, Tribe Riders, Jeff Goins. Yep. Um, I've done the uh, your first 10k readers with I, Nick I, Stevenson. I think I saw uh, a picture on your Instagram with you and Joanna Penn. Yes, Joanna Penn. She came down to um, New Zealand and did a conference, and I, I listened to her podcast and I'm one of her patrons. And she is actually awesome and has got a lot of free information on her website, The Creative Pen. And her podcast. Pen with a double N. I listen to it yes. every week. Yes. It, it's, um, she, so do I. She's brilliant. Um, so that, you know, you can get a lot of information from there without doing courses. The current one I'm doing is um, Author um, author Academy. What is it? The Author audience? Academy. Author, uh, yeah, Audience Academy with um, Shelley. Shelley Hits. Yeah, mm. she, was, she was a guest on the show. Yeah. So, so, what would you say for those who are looking into? Cause I I I, I uh, did uh, one of the courses. But what would you say for those who are just getting started about about um, learning and the courses and, and and all that? What's been helpful and and what would you you know do over? You you've been through um, some conferences too. So, what did you learn and what would you like? Eh, maybe you know uh, stay away from if you were to do it again. Um, yeah, because money, you really need to, when you're starting out, you really need to be careful with your money, I think. Um, what I would have done differently is, um, if I had found Shelley Hits first, I would have just done her because um, she is my genre. So I would say to somebody, just find a course that's related to your genre, because um, Christian nonfiction is different with marketing than a lot of other genres 
So um, know your genre and find courses that match your genre. Choose a course that has a Facebook group because I think you really learn a lot more in the Facebook group than just doing the course. Um, I've only been to one face-to-face, which was Joanna Penn, but I'd love to, I mean, I'd have to go overseas to, to do some more. Um, but I think you do learn quite a bit face-to-face because you're actually mingling with other authors and um, you probably get to, to meet the conference speaker as well. So um, I think that's quite important too. Um, the the 10,000K readers course was a bit pricey and I sort of wished I had have not done that one <laughs> because a lot of the things I've learnt yeah. through the other two courses yeah. – yeah, but, I, mean, I think it is. I think stuff. that is genre specific, and and usually those yeah. are like, um, you know, like business books or something like that. They're they're trying, you know, they're doing something uh, a little bit different. So I, I think yeah. that's good advice. Yeah. So um, finishing that book, like I remember when I I uh, click publish, mm. um, that was like a huge. Uh, breakthrough moment for me because it was so many years of me wanting to to publish the the first mm-hmm. time and what what was it like for you to to actually just to meet one of your goals that you've been thinking about for such a long time? Well, it was it was com- really amazing actually. It felt like a shift had happened because it had been a desire for such a long time, and then I was thinking why on earth did I not do this earlier? But when you think about it, um, if I'd, I wouldn't have been able to do it earlier because of all the gatekeepers that are out there. I mean, we didn't have the opportunity to publish ourselves really uh, until recently. And um, being in New Zealand, it would be too much of an effort to try and get an agent and do a, um, uh, oh, what's it called, proposal, and try and get into, especially the Christian field, because I think it's really who you know. Um, And that was just huge obstacles to overcome. So I think the timing, I mean, all the timing's up to God, isn't it? I think the timing was right for me to do it last year, Um, right in the sense of where my family was at, my kids are older, um, and, you know, I've had a lot of more experiences to go through that enrich your writing. And then just with the, tools available now and now I'm learning from other authors like Joanna Penn and Shelley Hitz who have been through the process and which makes it a lot easier for us new authors coming up because we can learn from their their mistakes or their experiences um, but the thing about pressing publish <laughs> I don't tend to celebrate uh, achievements that well and that's one thing I'm trying to learn. So it's sort of like, ho-hum, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is really naughty because I know all the the effort that went into it. And I think my, my kids and my family were more excited and jumping around than I was. So I've got to learn how to appreciate achieving things. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But deep deep down inside, it, it something felt different, right? Yeah. It, it has felt like a shift, like it sort of has opened up a door because I thought I'd only just do the one book. And then I thought, wow, I'd like to actually be a full-time author and, you know, leave accounting. Um, Cause you know, writing about anything that God's laid in my heart is my, is my passion. And so now it's like, do I go full in? It's, the fears are coming up. Do I go full in to, to go full in with an author business? You know, you've got to set up your email um automatic responder system and you've got to do promoting and marketing and guest posting and so there's a lot involved in it so um yeah decision to make so you you also um you're a bible study leader and you you're you, you speak at different places how um how has publishing this book helped you in your other ministry activities yes it has helped a lot because there's something tangible that I can give the listeners um, when I finish um, which is great because when you're listening you're only getting one or two 
little um, things from the message. But with a book, you can reread it and go away and take it away and think about the message a bit more. Um, so there's been more conversations because there's a book after the message than actually just hearing the message. So it has been very good, and especially the the free stuff that um, I love to give away. Um, I've got 21 prayers of Thanksgiving, which is uh, uh, my perma-free book, which I just released, I think, November, December last year. Um, just the start of the author business, you know, you've got to have a perma-free book. So that was, that, I really enjoyed writing that, actually. So I'm thinking of doing two more in a, and make it a series, um, 21 prayers of something. So uh, um, just for our audience, um, Rachel has two free books that she would like to, to give you if you're interested. And uh, we'll have it in the show notes if you if you go to her website. It's rachellarkin.com. Uh, and there's a book called 21 Prayers of Thanksgiving. And I think there's another one called, what was the other one? Uh, Untold Story? The Untold Story, yes. How to See... Um God turn up in your day. Yeah, it's seven steps to seeing God in the midst of your real messy life. So yeah. if, if you'd like to uh, get a couple of free books in exchange for uh, sign up for her, her email list, uh, yeah, she has those available. I would encourage that. Mm. So what's... Uh, you, you mentioned that all of a sudden um, you didn't have this plan. You just wanted to write one book, but yeah. now something sparked a a fire or something mm. is, is growing inside of you that you actually, if you could do it today, you would leave your job and mm. uh, counting every six minutes of your time mm. and just write full time. What? What? Uh, why do you? Why do you want to write full time? I and mean, what? What is it about writing that? you know, spark that, that love or that desire in your life that you would want to make that change? Well, I, I love to journal and there's a whole chapter in the prayer book about journaling and I'm always having, um, insights that God gives me from reading the word or from just doing your Christian life. And I just want to have an outlet to share them. Um, and so writing is just the perfect outlet um, to do that and and so I just I've got more ideas and, and more things that I want to do so I've got yeah more ideas than I have time right now and so that's a bit frustrating yeah. actually but but you know I've got a mortgage to pay for so yeah. I have to work um, so the yeah. timing isn't right but I mean maybe I need this season of um, jotting down the ideas and and just taking it slowly rather than just going for it. So, you know, there's a reason behind everything. So I'll just, just see how I go and um, maybe it's better to do little than a lot right now. Yeah. I think your accountant would tell you it's it a bad business move to start uh, to quit your job. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, the writing isn't isn't paying for itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, th this is the interesting thing. Uh, of, I don't know if you, you know that uh, the inspiration of my podcast, uh, it, it's called the Prolific Christian Writer Podcast. I stole it from a friend of mine uh, who has the uh, the Prolific Writer Podcast, right? And mm -hmm. he, he actually is a pastor and a, and a Christian, but his show is, is just kind of general writing uh, tips. Um, but uh, he has a saying that, that you, you, you have to learn how to write in the uh, cracks of your life. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that is kind of interesting is a lot of the people who come on his shows, they, they make the, the change from... Um, uh, writing part-time in the cracks of their lives and then they mm. go full-time and mm. they are no more productive in writing than they were before. Mm. And it's kind of interesting because when you, when you write in the cracks of your, of your life, you know you only have an hour before this next meeting or this next mm. client. So you're, you're prepared and you're squeezing everything out of it. But, you know, even the um, even Stephen King, who, you know, writes these books like, you know, a couple thousand, thousand pages, he, he says the max he can write is three hours a day. Like that's mm -hmm. max. Right. And he mm -hmm. just has to leave it alone. 
And mm-hmm. so I, I would just, uh, you know, encourage you, like, like, um, you know, use what you, you have. Uh, you, you'll be surprised uh, how much you can get done. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, that's awesome. I was surprised last year with, with doing the, the simple prayer, which is a, a full book, and then the, the perma-free, and then um, blog post, and then weekly newsletter. I was actually surprised how much I was able to do in the time. Um, so that is that is true. And plus also, I just had the idea that um, if you're not doing your like, – like when you go full-time into Christian ministry, sometimes you – become not relevant you know what i mean yeah because you're not in the same um life experiences as your readers because you're sort of in a closed off separate type of yeah of life and so you know i'm still out there in, in society working and, and and things like that so i'm experiencing what my readers would be experiencing yeah. you know family yeah. life Etc. I haven't sealed myself off into a little, yeah. little cave. Yeah. So no, that's that a great too. point because I, it mm-hmm. looks like the books that you're writing and your blog post is about, you know, like um, balancing life and, mm-hmm. you know, a job mm-hmm. and a family and also serving God and, and mm-hmm. having your dev- and that's what you're doing, you know, so mm-hmm. and you're very relevant. I think that's a great point. Mm, juggling. Juggling. Yes. <laughs> J- juggling things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what what is your writing process? I mean, how do you get so much done? Um, you know, do you write every day? Do you have a word count? Do you have a special, you know, cave someplace in a hobbit hole? Or what do you do? Yes, I've been struggling with my writing process because, you know, being new, I, I don't have a process. Um, I have discovered that I'm not good at doing a little bit each day. You know, Jeff Goins idea of doing 500 words a day and it all adds up. Um, I've realized I'm not that good at doing that. I'm much better at taking a big block of time and saying, you know, like Tuesday mornings and Friday mornings are my day, you know, times for writing. And I'm much better at doing, I am just writing my first draft and that's it, rather than let's do an hour for writing, an hour for marketing, an hour for my newsletter. I can't seem to to work that way mm-hmm. so um I've, I've just finally clicked that i'm better at just taking a chunk of time and, and assigning it to uh, a type of work because the the author business has lots of different different areas in it and uh, you know you've got to be a multitasker type yep. thing yeah um but but i i need to go get in the flow of writing rather than just stop after 500 words or stop after an hour um that's what I've I've discovered, but I do enjoy having. Um, I I write in Scrivener. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a software program for writers, and I love having the target setting a target of um, like with the twenty one prayers of Thanksgiving. I set myself a target of five hundred words with each prayer um, part to it, and then if I just add twenty one of those five hundred words, I have my book. So that actually made it so much easier to do. So I would, when I sat down, I was like, right, this is the prayer, and I got 500 words, go. And I could see my progress on the little target um, calculator thing they've got on Scrivener. So that that really helped. Do you you, um, outline your thoughts uh, pretty uh, detailed? Are you pretty detailed in creating an outline, or do you kind of... Um, let inspiration lead you, lead you? Well, with the prayer book, I let inspiration lead me. I sort of had a loose outline. And I think next time I would have um, really spend more time outlining. I think that was my was a mistake I made. With the 21 prayers of Thanksgiving, I sat down and decided, right, I'm going to have to work out my structure. So I decided, you know, to to find a couple of verses for each theme of the prayer, then an explanation of the verses, and then my prayer. So I actually stuck to a structure throughout that book. And I that had just helped me a lot more. I just felt freer as I was writing. I knew exactly the, the structure of each page. Um, so I've done both ways mm-hmm. in each book. And so now I know that I'm better to, to really 
outline first and have what I'm because I sort of like to research as I go too, rather than have all my research done first. Um, research as in um, you know like Hebrew or Greek meanings of words and um, commentaries and and things like that um, for my Christian writing. Um, so if I have my outline, I really know what illustration or research I need to do to plug in. So yeah, I'm moving more towards really deeper outlining. Yeah, I I, I think uh, I would guess that uh, the tighter your outline, the easier it would be for you to to do those you know whatever 200 500 words a, mm. a day in those small chunks um, yes yeah I, I bet you because um it inspiration is hard for inspiration to find you and and you to have cohesive mm. thoughts just in a small chunk but if you if you have like hey i'm just gonna write this part and yeah. and then you know i think that might be one of the the things so at least that's what i found for myself you know as, yeah. as i i it, it's so hard for me to have um, an undivided time. And I think that was one of my mm-hmm. uh, excuses that mm-hmm. I had er- early on that I, I never finished. Like, oh, I don't have the, the, this this time, that that uh, undivided time to think and to reflect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, but I do have an hour each morning. So, mm-hmm. let's, you know, um, but I have to be very organized uh, during that mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I discovered that with the 21 prayers because I had structured it out so much and also I decided 500 words per per prayer. Um, I was able to get up, you know, early in the morning and do half an hour and get 500 words out. It, it was amazing, completely different to yeah. the simple prayer book. Yeah. Mm. So uh, of all the, you know, you, you've taken a lot of courses, you've been in a lot of these writer communities. What are what are some of the most helpful um writing advice uh, advice you've received and maybe what what are some of the ones that uh, were unhelpful or you know the least helpful writing advice okay. that you've heard okay um i have got two really helpful writing advice that's really helped me one is from shelly hits about setting 90 day goals um that's really helped me rather than think a whole year what I'm going to get done the whole year, just think what I want to get, get done in 90 days and just focus on that one goal for 90 days. That's that's really helped me. Um, she also says to choose tasks that um, have the most impact. And I was spending a lot of time on blog posts and I don't have a lot of um, organic readership that just comes across my blog. Um, so CEO isn't that, you know, isn't that important? But I have a lot of interaction with my email list when I send an email, um, or on my Facebook group. So I decided at the end of last year that writing regular blog posts aren't um, my highest impact. <laughs> so you know, writing books are in my weekly email list because I want to get out my subscribers. So now I'm focusing more on um, my weekly email list and writing books and not worrying about being up to date on my blog. Yeah. So that that was quite good. I actually uh, noticed I, that. I was wondering when I was looking at your blog, you know, yeah. there was a regular posting and then all of a sudden it, it dropped off. But <laughs> I think there, that's a perfect reason. I think that's uh, great advice. It, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm actually going to change my website in a couple of months' time and make it more of an author website where you have different options to go into, you know, articles or, or free books or whatever, rather than have the blog on the first page. Um, so structure it more and have like about 10 evergreen articles that, that are there and rather than having a blog. Um, so that's in the pipeline to, to, to actually change it. Hey, you just gave me an idea. I need to do the same. I, it's the same for me. I haven't blogged for a while. Mm-hmm. And I might just have to change that tab and from blog to articles. Articles, because yeah. blog people expect it to be regularly updated, so it might yeah. just have to be articles. That's great. Yeah, yeah. No, you're going to change the front front page yeah. and really have the offer for the new uh, free books um, right in the middle. You know, underneath the the tagline or or, or the um, headline, the header. Um, because that's that's the most important thing getting getting some free content out out to people 
So what, mm-hmm. what were some of the uh, advice that uh, were, you found unhelpful that you heard in these uh, writing communities? Well, there was a lot of advice. I, I had to, like, um, put a sieve through a lot of advice because it came from a fiction standpoint or from um, non-Christian, non-fiction standpoint. Yeah. And um, I struggled at the beginning because marketing for Christians is different. Um, and... Explain that, because I think some of our, I mean, that's relevant to our audience. You yeah. Know. The the reader really wants to know, first of all, or whether what your faith statement is, what where you're coming from. They don't want to read somebody that's a bit kooky or whatever. They want to make sure that you are, um, uh, you know, born-again Christian. And so, you know, you have to establish your um, credibility first. Um, and you, you can't be really pushy with your marketing either. It turns turns people off pretty quickly, and and you have to be a little bit careful about um, your intention for writing too. I think because you don't want money to control you because that will come out mm-hmm. in in your marketing or whatever. I mean, you've got to revisit what's your real reason for writing um, because you'll approach it differently. I think, because um, if your real reason for writing is money, then you'd be writing to market type thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas my real reason for writing is I've got a message to share, and I can't not share it. Yeah. Um, that this is the skill that God's given me to help increase His kingdom. So that's my real reason for. So I'm writing as as He instructs me, um, which might not be as regular as if I was writing to market type thing. Yeah. So the marketing and promoting is different. Yeah. Um, what might look good on paper might not be what God wants me to do. And, and, and it might be different for each Christian author too um, because, you know, God's full of variety and he might want me to market in a different way to another Christian author. So it's really actually connecting with God and finding out how he wants me to market. Yeah. That's that's great advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, very relevant for me because, uh, yeah, a lot of the advice out there is really just about how to make a quick buck, and mm-hmm. and yeah, that thing about writing to market. You know, you're you're, um, yeah, that's such a great reminder. Mm-hmm. What would you What would you say um, to encourage uh, the new? You know, like new Christian writers out there, maybe they have a story. Maybe it's not nonfiction. Maybe it's just you know a story they want to tell, or or they just feel like it's it's part of something that God is calling them to, and they're dealing with those voices, the doubts, the fears, and you know. But uh, what would you say to them to encourage them? I mean, speak directly to them. Okay, I would say to start writing. Basically, <laughs> just do it. And, and publish it. Um, there was one of my courses said that I had to get to a thousand email subscribers before I should publish anything. And that really stopped me from publishing and writing. I thought, well, I've only got 20 or a hundred. How can I, how can I get to a thousand? And at the moment I still don't have a thousand, you know, I've only got about 600, which to me is actually a lot. I feel like that's a lot. So just write, just do it. Um, in the end, I thought, too bad if I haven't got a thousand email subscribers. Um, I'm just going to write to um, the 20 I have, and that's where I started. Um, and um, it hasn't um, held me back. I don't think it was a bad thing that I did. Um, so just, just write. Just do it. <laughs> don't wait. Yeah, that's great advice. Great mm-hmm. advice. Because that, that advice about a thousand, that's a marketing advice about, you know, mm. building a business and your first thousand fans or whatever they, they, they say. Mm. And, you know, we're doing it for a different reason. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also with uh, people get hung up, oh, I need a website. Um, well, a lot of fiction authors don't don't have a proper website and they're, they're earning quite well and got a lot of readers through Amazon or, or wherever they've put their books. So don't let that stop you either. 
What's uh, um, just curious? Um, what has been uh, like the most uh, encouraging um, thing that has come out of your writing? Like, has there been a comment that someone said to you, or maybe it was a, a review about about one of your books that just really encouraged you? Yes, I've got a, a, a couple of um, email subscribers who um, one's from Africa. A country in Africa and, and one's from America who regularly email me after each email that I send out and I could just see the growth in their Christian lives from what they're sharing with me um, and at the beginning they're like oh I couldn't hear God speak to me and um, you know he doesn't talk to me and then now they're sharing oh you know this happened to me Rachel today I prayed for you know prayed about this and then this turned up and they're making connections between their daily lives what's happening in their daily lives to something they've read in, in the word or something that God has, has spoken to them and that's neat seeing the readers make connections and that's the whole purpose while I'm writing is is you know that um, our relationship with God is simple and, and organic and natural so that's great that I, I'm loving getting that one by one feedback coming through every week. How does that make you feel? I mean, uh, America and Africa, people that you probably never met. And, and yeah. how, how does that make you feel that God's using you in the lives of people in that way? Well, it's 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 interesting because besides my friends, um, readers who are replying to me are from outside of my own country. Um, so that's that's absolutely amazing, and um, that I can uh, encourage them. And and when they reply to me, they're encouraging me because sometimes I'm I say to God, should I keep going? Should I keep doing this? And then an email will pop in, you know, that week of someone saying thank you for sharing that because it's helped me. However, and it's like thank you God because that's really helped me to think right, keep going. This person's waiting for an email next week or waiting for the next book to come out. So keep going. <laughs> it's uh, it's almost like you have a congregation of eight, uh, 600 people. Yeah, well, th- yeah, that's what it that's what it feels feels like. So, you know, um, uh, yeah, it's in, I feel really humbled by it, actually. In six, eight months of I mean, that's 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 huge. Right. I mean, I think that's a huge impact. Yeah. And it's. It's just by doing one step at a time, actually, you know, like one guest post then brought on a number of new readers, you know, the, the free book when that went out, that brought a new lot of readers. So it's doing, you know, one step at a time because um, I got frustrated that I'm not was not increasing, you know, all these numbers. But if I, I just need to realize one reader at a time and just serving the readers that I have got well. And not worrying about the increase. So the the metrics, if you look at your Amazon dashboard, you know you haven't been uh, selling a whole lot, but no. but but that's. But if you look at the other metrics, there's mm. engagement, people who, mm. who whose lives are actually you're impacting, mm. and there's also um, the change that's happened in you. You're 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 more mm. confident, and you feel like you have a. A, a vision and a, a purpose that you're going for. I think that's that's huge. Mm, yeah, and I think it's hard to tell when you've just got one paid book. I think, and and also I decided to go wide because I wanted to um, get into overdrive and get it into the library, especially in our local library, so people who didn't have the funds could actually um, um, borrow it for free. And um, so I stopped doing KDP, and I was actually starting to see you know um a good return coming through kdp select um but then i decided to go wide (laughs) but you know um i had other reasons for doing that so um it's it's an interesting decision well rachel i really appreciate you spending uh, time uh with us uh how can uh the listeners uh connect with you and uh, you want to explain that offer about those free books 
Yes, so if you go to rachellarkin.com, R-A-C-H-E-L-L-A-R-K-I-N.com, um, there's a little tab that says books, and there's um, two free books there that you can download for free. Um, plus, you get on my email uh, list, and I send out a weekly email that has um, some really good insights that people are finding in it, um, and later on, I'll turn those into blog posts. But yeah, my Facebook page is, is through rachellarkin.com, so um, you're quite welcome to come on there too. Thanks for listening today. We hope you found it helpful. If you like the show, please help us spread the word by subscribing to the podcast or by leaving a rating or review. You can connect with me on my website, tndone.net, where I have lots of helpful resources available to you for free. My website is tndone.net. That's spelled T-H-I-E-N-D-O-A-N.net. See you next time. And remember, you can change the world with your words. 